Hello again, guys. It's a morning episode. Not as bad as last time's morning episode, which was, oh my god, like four, five something in the morning. No, this is more of a respectable seven-ish time. Um, I suppose I can get right into some stuff on that topic. Um, you know what's weird? When you get older, you wind up requiring less sleep, but you are just tired all the fucking time. <laughs> And I was definitely one of those high school kids who was tired all the time, too. And I was, like, staying up till, like, 2 o'clock playing video games and, like, being woken up by my mom to go to school at, like, 6 or 7 and drinking coffee at, like, 14 and 15, which is just terrible. And, I mean, I wish I'd taken it seriously. And everyone was like, don't drink coffee that age. It'll stunt your growth. And I'm, like, 6, 6, 1. So, I mean, like, I, I was always on the... Uh, you know, average height, if not tallish side. So that never really, like, was a fear of mine. And it did not actually happen. But <laughs> you wind up having, like, debilitating sleep illnesses. Um, I used to hate the morning. Like, like uh, just venomous, lifelong nemesis in the morning time. And I always, I remember clearly telling some people, like, fuck, if I ever have a job where I have to, like, get up before nine, like, shoot me in the head and... Um, I don't know, eventually, I don't know if it's age or circumstance or responsibility or career or the armed forces. I don't know what this, for different people, it's different things, but you wind up having a reason why you just, I don't know, you just operate differently. Um, I don't know, 2018 for me was sort of the first year where I realized that like, yeah, I can, you know, I need to go to bed at a somewhat reasonable time if I want to be up early enough to be functional in the morning, but it's not a necessity. <clears throat> it sort of just proportionately reflects how productive I'll be and then also how much enjoyment I get out of a day. So if I don't get any sleep, I can still go to work and, you know, do, do people do whatever you got to do. I mean, I don't... I think if you... Whatever you got to do to get through the work day, as long as you're not hurting anybody or doing anything fucking illegal or anything, just do what you got to do. You got to have some special coffee in the morning. You got to have a smoke of some kind. You got to listen to some music during the day. You know what? Get through the day. That's all it is fucking about. I love where I work. I, I work for the government. I'm very happy about that. But it's, uh, I know I was in a lot of other jobs before this place, and I've seen a lot of people that, you know, do a whole bunch of things, you know. I've been in workplaces where you can't listen to music and it's so stifling and I've been in places where they let you play whatever you want and I've just seen the, you know, when you give people those creature comforts, it's a lot easier to get through the day. Um, yeah, so this morning, I mean, I can wake up at like five or six now and as long as I have like time to have coffee and food and honestly like maybe even a quick fortnight, it just, I'm good. Um, that's something that it, since I was a kid as well, uh, my, well, my dad was, like, strongly against, because, again, he's just a dick, but my mom understood that she was a similar person uh, in terms of morning routine, so when I would get up for school in some days, I'd be like, I need to play some Super Smash Brothers or something, like, I need to just come to it, to that activity, and she'd be like, okay, respect, I get that, and it would 100% not be bullshit, that's the truth, because it's uh, something that I enjoy, but forces my brain to turn on, and, uh, yeah, it's hard because I walk this line where I try not to ever be late for work, but it's always tough, or school even, is that 
I've, my day starts 100% better if I can do like a video game or something in the morning, which I imagine for a lot of people is the same with them. But it's, it's a thin line of, <laughs> shit, I'm going to be late now because like I got so into it or I'm having so much fun or I'm just too fucking mellow and comfortable and God, especially in the winter. Like literally sitting in front of a heater. I don't know if um, that sound is, is permeating through, but I'm also watching like, I sort of fell down the YouTube hole this morning because I just didn't know what to watch. And I'm watching um, a Ninja Judges Fortnite dance challenge because it's by Good Mythical Morning, which they're not bad. I'm not a regular watcher, but it's not bad stuff. But uh, it was one of those like recommended for you and I was just sitting here like so fucking tired and just I don't care. We have a PS4 in the living room. Um, and a PS4 in the bedroom, and it used to be mine was in the living room. But because I was, like, dominating this place 100% all the time, she was like, can we switch the consoles? And I accepted those terms without realizing that, A, the bedroom is wireless connection, and that's, like, way less stable or reliable for gaming reasons. Um, so my, my game's been a bit laggy, but also... Now I'm not logged in out here, so I can't, like, I don't know. It's more of a personal problem, but, you know, when people move your shit and it, it disturbs the slightest flow of your routine, and for some reason that's a real thing that, that gets to you. Anyway, um, I've been playing Fortnite. Obviously nothing's really uh, changed about that. They had the sword, which I can't even remember if I had time to talk about because it was so in and out. Um... But they introduced a sword, which was not a couple episodes earlier. I talked about what makes my perfect video game experience. And it's like this, you know, melee archery and vehicles. And they got a lot of that going on now. But the sword was just really cool. It makes you drop all of your everything in your inventory and equips as a weapon. And then you start regenerating health and shield up to 200. And you just become a beast, and you can wreck shop. There's like an anime-esque like, lunge and slash explosion, and then there's just some quick slashes. I had hunted for it, because much like Thanos, I knew it would be fun, but it's also going to disappear, and then this, this is fucking never going to come back. Um, sat down, played maybe two, three games. Uh, I think it's in the mountain, only in that castle. And that was like madness. That was like the Old West. It was just people landing there in so many numbers that a third, if not half, of the game once landed there. Like, I kid you not, just an absolute, like, I've seen 30 to 40 people land at that spot looking for the sword. So I had kind of given it a rest, did, dedicatedly, you know, rushing that point. And then I think uh, five or six games in, I landed there. It seemed like it was very far away from the natural flow of where people would be landing. And there were still some people, but... Uh, I'd approached after a few people had landed and obviously the sword had broken out somewhere and um, I couldn't really pay attention to the fighting so I looted up and got out of there and I was coming down the mountain just minding my own business and like this like half dead dude with the sword jumps over my head and like sprints down to the bottom like this fucking guy's running away with it so just, like obviously out of instinct to put a couple bullets in his head and he's down I take the sword, and it, like, drops all my gear. And I, this is new to me. I didn't know that happened. So I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to work my way back up to the mountain so I can fight with it. And I get up there, and it is, like, 
It's just an absolute treasure trove. It's like an oasis of gear. It's like Shangri-La. It's just everywhere equipment of like gold, yellow, sorry, purple, gold, blue. I mean, like just everything, every kind of pickup because everyone's inventory just gets like gutted when they pick it up. Not to mention everyone's dying in the area. Um, so I laid up like four dudes, just filleted them with that sword. Um, your health regens, so if you play smart, you can really have it for a while. And the funniest part was, was just sliding back down the mountain again, and there was some guy just camping like in between two boulders at the very bottom of one of the routes down the mountain, and I actually just like landed on his head, like it was just smurfing, like just trolling the guy, doing some old like TF2 style griefing, just like squat sitting on his head for the longest time, and a fucking he looks up and like the weapon he had equipped at the time was like bandages or something, he was so out of it, and I could tell he like fired at me because he started like putting on the bandages. Oh, man, very satisfying and not challenging kill. But the sword's fun. I heard it got pulled. I heard uh, a day or two ago or it was pulled. It was called the Infinity Blade. I don't know if it was pulled because of Marvel reasons, if it was pulled because of gameplay, if it was patched, if it's just a temporary. A lot of people saying a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Um, I was actually kind of looking for an answer to that this morning. But no, I didn't have anything in particular. I just uh, wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, it's, like, not too long before Christmas right now, so chances are I'll do maybe one more beforehand, but it, I think it's a, almost a week, if not a little less, to Christmas, so Merry Christmas, if not. Uh, as somebody who, you know, I consider myself Jewish, and I, I was raised Jewish, so Christmas for me was always hanging out with, with my best friend Jeff, who's Korean, and we would go to uh, various like Asian restaurants and eat together and a Korean is in not religiously a Christian I mean by birth maybe but um Jeff's and his family are very non-religious uh you know Christian wise a lot of traditional Korean practices which are awesome but it was never uh what are you guys doing for Christmas like oh we're you know we we have our Yule log and our so they were out and it's like well, what are you doing well you know going to the movies and having matzo ball soup or something <laughs> like um so i just want to say for the people that are out there that are not necessarily celebrating a traditional christmas and you're not going to a family thing and you know, you know especially to you people have a good christmas because christmas doesn't necessarily mean have a good religious remembrance of the birth of jesus and so on just you know those two fucking days that you get off work that you're probably going to cram a bunch of video games into or a bunch of uh i don't know what into <laughs> you cram what you want to do but you enjoy that christmas used to just be vietnamese food a packed theater full of other jews and asians and um planning for the sales i was going to indulge in the next day but now I have, like, a moderately huge-sized, um, extremely Christmas-happy uh, family-in-laws. So I go there, which is nice. I mean, it's not as religious as uh, as you would assume, although I'm always definitely asked if I've thought about converting, which, you know, no thanks, but I will have more of that gravy that I asked for at the table when you brought that up, but... Yeah, I'm getting off topic, guys. That's what the morning will do. So I'm going to cut it there. Um, I had wanted to talk about more, like, retro, older games. So 
we don't have any suggestions. I the first one I'm going to go into is because I was asked recently what my favorite PS2 game of all time is. It's Shadow of Rome by I think by Sega for the PS2. It's in my opinion, I think the best PS2 game, one of the best games I've ever played. Um, I played it as a as a story sort of a. I don't know, it's, I learned a lesson, I guess, and then I, I always look to this in my own life. I'm sure everyone has stories like that that sort of teach you a, a lesson that you remember as a sort of cardinal direct on, directional point for you. So this game sees you in ancient Rome, sort of in the time of the Caesar transitional SPQR, right? SPQR? I don't know. I, I was always more of a sort of Greek historian, if we're talking the Mediterranean basin more so than Rome. But Rome's got cool stuff. Um, I'm going to talk about Roman history more in a couple of weeks because uh, I'm reading a sort of an article about it that I might follow up with a book on. So if anyone has specific history leanings, we're going to go more into that. I know we've uh, touched on Japan and definitely will again. But uh, No, so Shadow of Rome has you controlling two characters... Uh, in alteration, so <laughs> in altern in alternating fashion, in al- in alteration, yeah. Two characters uh, alternatingly. So you play the um, like teenage uh, boy. I want to say, fuck, I don't even remember his name. It's been a long time. And you are investigating the death of, I think, Caesar, I guess, and then also the framing of the other main character, Agrippa, who is like a gladiator. He was, it's very similar to the movie um, Gladiator. He's like a deposed general who was framed. They kill his family. Or they arrest his No, I think they kill his family. They arrest and then kill. Um, and then you're fighting for vengeance. And the game is awesome. It has this very, very cool blend of half the. Half the levels are, are stealth, very specific, like very tense, um, clandestine missions with the, the teenage boy, and then the other half, and they perfectly like feed into one another and explain one another. The other half is in the arena with Agrippa against other, you know, gladiators, bosses, heavily armored dudes, uh, fucking animals. I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, man, you like. A lot of shit, tigers, elephants, uh, the, just fortresses. Like the Romans, in, uh, in true historical accuracy, they would do a lot. I mean, it was, that was like the Super Bowl. They would spare no expense. They would flood it for naval combat. And I mean, I'm, I'm a historian. I graduated a history program, and it was for Japanese history, which, spoiler alert, in a couple of weeks we're going to have a Japan history um, episode when I'm finished the book I just got for Hanukkah, which is cool. But... Um, I dabbled in, in sort of most histories, so um, I like to feel kind of grounded that way. So I, I feel like they did hit as many of the marks as they could, especially being a Japanese company. They really spent the time. I mean, all the names, like uh, the main love interest is, I think, Claudia or Claudios, which is hilarious because my wife's name is Claudia. But, um, it, like, it's all Roman, you know, factuality-based, but... When you're in the arena, it is some of the best combat ever. So you fight each person, and each person is pretty much an exact replica of your health potential and your life, and you don't have a ton of, of either of those things. And until you get very good in the game, you enter pretty much naked. I mean, you just have some leather straps and stuff. 
Uh, you choose a weapon to go in and you fight. And it, the first level teaches you, you know, you can fight ten guys and it's a sort of a free-for-all. But then it becomes more like you're the, the people's champion and then everyone's against you. And just the system of severing limbs and heads and disemboweling people and throwing stuff into the audience. And the, the performance and everything that you do is to create salvos, or salvo, which is the currency, which is like audience hype. And the more you have, the more the audience loves you, and the more they love you, the more they help you. And so they wind up, like, throwing huge fucking two-handed, like, iron, like, weapons, like, massive cleavers, like a morning star on a handle, like, halberds. They throw everything at you, and it's, it's phenomenal. You just sever people in half. The game is extremely gory, like, viscerally. Like, you could take a scimitar, cut a man's arm off, hit him with it, and then throw it in the crowd, and you were just, you were making people's day. So I got a little surprise because the story I was mentioning at the beginning, the lesson learned, was that I had become so good at this game, and it's a one-player game, and I just I played it all the time, and like I could enter the arena barehanded, with, take off all my armor and still beat all these people and like take their weapons from them. It, like I was a fucking ninja at this game. And then I realized that I never read the instructions, the, the controls, and in the controls, there's actually a button that if you hold it down, it locks on to, to combatants. And this entire time, I'd been, like, perfecting my skills in, like, the freeform, like, making sure that I was always, like, nudging the joystick and keeping people in frame and aiming my attacks instead of, like, let me tell you, it was like, oh, man. <laughs> it was like when uh, Rock Lee, was it Guy Lee? Rock Lee from Naruto takes off his leg weights and he's like a fucking million times faster. It's like, I think in Dragon Ball Z where they go from some d different gravity. Like, it was just, like, Django Unchained from that point on. I, I had become such a monster with, like, that huge, you know, handicap and that huge hindrance of having to, like, manually target my enemies and just having that lock-on mode. I went back and rebeat the game and, like, tripled my score. And it was <laughs> insane. So I always remember that uh, reading the instructions is important, uh, and there's always probably a, a useful way to find out how to do something that maybe uh, could complement the way you do it. So, I don't know, I don't need that to be too preachy or anything, I just thought it was always a funny story more than anything. But Shadow of Rome is an exquisite game. If you have a PS2 or an emulator, or you're one of those people that can play it somehow, and science eludes me, play it, man. It's a lot of fun. The stealth's hard, but it's really great. Uh, the combat is so fun, and yeah, man, the cinematics, the story they put in, it's good old, like, heavily detailed PS2 game. Um, I have a PS2 somewhere, um, whether it works or not, I don't know, but I'm gonna try and find a way to replay it, and when I do, I will definitely feature it fully in an episode, but, yeah, a lot to come, uh, a lot of stuff going on, and I don't know if you checked out the other the podcast, uh, Bobby's and Suits, it was... It's become very World of Warcraft these past few weeks, which is pretty cool. I got uh, Hargak, the Blue Orc. My first WoW character is like an adult playing the game. Um, yeah, check it out. It's on podcast.com and iTunes. So do what you want to do. And as per usual, guys, uh, let me know any suggestions you have. And yeah, enjoy the holidays. See you next time.